Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to episode five of Only Bruins. I'm your host, Downtown Boosie. Only Bruins episode five brought to you by Black and Gold Productions, LLC. What up? What up? That's a fucking wagon. We'll talk about that this upcoming uh, episode, but... As I'm recording Monday night, I'm going to have my buddy Mike Sullivan on, host of Something Brewing. Something's Brewing, sorry. And uh, we're going to talk some, obviously, Bruins topics, hockeys, you know, who's going to make the team and whatnot. So um, I'll bring him on shortly. But yeah, we're, as I'm recording Monday night, nine days away from uh, Bruins hockey opening night. Uh, as you start to listen to this, it will be eight days away, so can't fucking wait. And uh, just inching closer and closer. I'm getting a little bit impatient. Went to a preseason game uh, last week, and it just got the blood flowing. Uh, saw my boy Tavern over there. Saw my boy Zach Tarasenko. Just kidding, Taranko, but I call him Tarasenko. Uh, I was glad to. I was happy to meet my boy Zach. Glad to run into Taverna again. Good dudes, good dudes. So glad I got to interact with uh, some some buddies uh, in person versus over Twitter. But yeah, I'm gonna bring my boy Mike Sullivan on. We're gonna talk some. Uh, we're gonna talk some obviously Bruins news and notes. We had some uh, people send in some questions over Twitter. Some topics we'll talk about. And I'm looking forward to getting uh, into that with Mike because he's a writer. He's a he's a host of a podcast. He does a great job over at BNG. Uh, we interact on Twitter a lot, so uh, it's I feel like this is long overdue, even though I only have five episodes, or this is going to be my fifth episode out. So I'm looking forward to it. But without further ado, I'll bring on my boy Mike Sullivan. Enjoy, folks. All right, and now I welcome on good friend of the show, uh, my buddy Mike Sullivan, host of Something's Brewing, and he's also a writer over at B&G. I forget your Twitter handle, so I'll leave that to you. I'm sure it's pretty simple, but what's up, man? Thanks for joining, bud. Yeah, um, I'm excited to be on. I mean, uh, my Twitter handle is at underscore Mike Sullivan. Um, I can't wait to talk Bruins hockey and really get into it with you. Dude, it's crazy. We were like kind of getting to know each other before the show and just like how small of a world we basically grew up like a town over from each other and like how small of a world it is after talking to you. It's fucking it's wild. And now of all places, Twitter and podcast. And here we are. <laughs> Bruins hockey. It brings yeah, everybody Bruins together. Hockey. Dude, that's that's why that's why hockey is the best sport, man. It brings everyone together. It's obviously Twitter can be a shit show sometimes. I saw you like. Or, well, I saw it earlier today, too. People, you know, kind of not happy with the uh, <laughs> virtual. Uh, Jesus, what the hell is it called? Virtual. Um, oh, the advertisements on the boards. Uh, advertisements on the boards. Yeah, yeah. Like I saw, you know, that's Twitter being Twitter. But, you know, yeah. as far as Bruins fans, people like you and stuff are pretty down to earth. And 
you're not one of those people that will rub it in anyone's face or whatever you'll have you'll have your <laughs> valid point or your point whatever but you won't be a dick about it as a lot of Bruins fans can if you prove them wrong then they get all pissy and moany and stuff and it's just yeah it's like that's... i don't know i just don't think it's like i don't know i don't think it's that big a deal like people are freaking yeah. out about it it's like whatever it, like relax <laughs> like... it's fucking it's twitter it's like you have your point and we have and i we, i have my own like it's you don't have to fucking hate me for it or like call me a douchebag for it. There's plenty of times when people just like <laughs> will try to like belittle someone for, you know, having a different view, but it is what it is. That's why we stick to podcast or I stick to podcasting and, you know, you write great articles. You are, you're pretty active on Twitter. It's been a fun countdown that you've been doing. I'm excited yeah. for tomorrow's cause I feel like I know who's coming uh, or well, <laughs> tomorrow as you'll be listening to this, the day it drops actually Tuesday, but yeah, I'm excited to see that one. Um, that'll be a good one. Yeah, yeah man, no, no. that's like that's probably like honestly the smartest idea that I've ever had in my life. Like doing this countdown. Yeah, yeah. On what, what number did you start at? I don't even remember. I started at Krejci. I started at 46. So I okay. put Krejci up, and it was that goal that he had um, with Pasternak against the Rangers when he had that sick feed and, uh, down to Pasternak, and he like. Oh. that dirty dangle yeah yeah, yeah 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 no yeah that's been i've seen like i've seen them all and it's just like some of the some guys you just totally forget about and yeah. it's, it's pretty crazy yeah no like, literally like um i think it was for uh, what i forget which what number pj axelson wore but i i put it up i was like who's who am i gonna pick for this number 13? who am i gonna pick he might have been 13, he might he was yeah. either 12 or 13 but I put up the tweet before I put out the video and I was like, who am I going to pick? And I had like eight people in the in the replies being like, PJ, PJ, give me PJ. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like the day you did Don Sweeney. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's that was that's a little bit funny. of a troll job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm sure that people I didn't even bother looking at the replies for that because I'm sure people were, <laughs> you know, throwing their hands up for that. Oh, but, um, they, yeah, they were up in arms. <laughs> it, it no it's been fun watching that and it's it'll be a bittersweet day when it's gone because that means bruins hockey is officially starting but yeah that means the end of those videos but i'm sure you'll keep us entertained somehow with videos I'll throughout try. the season because i don't <laughs> know try. i i don't know how people pull videos like that and like just put them up I've, i'm completely close when it comes to that stuff i just stick to my gifts and like whatnot <laughs> but um yeah man so i feel like this is long overdue even though this is only episode five but it's um it's great to have you on you guys are doing a great job over at something's brewing you're pumping out articles left and right and you've just uh you've been a good follow on uh on twitter as far as you know bruins you know talk and bruins fandom so if you're a bruins fan obviously you are if you're listening to this go follow him if you're not already but if you're part of the b and g if you're a follower of the b and g world then you know all about mike sullivan but um no i appreciate you coming on and we'll uh we'll kind of dive right into this i put out a tweet well actually before we get into this because this is something that we both agreed on i was at the bruins last weekend I was literally about to like tweet something out similar to that. And then I saw your tweet about it, but the Strawman PTO, um, that's something that it wasn't a sexy, obviously PTOs aren't going to be like a sexy signing or whatever, but this is a PTO that I've been impressed with so far. Uh, it's granted. It's only one game. I believe. Did he play Saturday? 
I don't think he did, um, right? No, he didn't. No, okay. And I don't think he's playing again tonight. I could be wrong. But I I didn't take a full look at the roster. Um but yeah. the Anton Strawman, he's been uh, he like you said, your tweet it was it was just like simple, safe, productive hockey, basically. Like the guy, yeah, he's not playing tonight. Um, the guy just like made it stuck to just such a simple game and didn't make any mistakes and it was just like clean hockey he's not gonna you know pull a boy chuck and go fucking bar down <laughs> pull a johnny rocket from the point but he's gonna he's not gonna make mistakes and he was paired up with Lindholm that night right at times yes yeah and that i mean while you're kind of basically waiting for mcavoy to come back who he uh, along with all the other injured guys are ahead of schedule sounds like uh he's going to be a solid fit in there and he's going to be a great seventh defenseman if we do sign him because i'm not sure where you stand with cliffy hockey but i am uh, yeah. so hot and cold with that guy as i'm sure a lot of people are because connor clifton's a wild card but it would be good to have a guy on that right side to you know keep guys like uh connor clifton in check and you know a good healthy battle for that you know sixth spot that right spot and um you know and obviously injuries too who knows mcavoy could come back and get injured again and whatnot so what do you think of the i know you put your tweet out but would you do you want us after that i guess that one game and i'm sure you've seen him in other games when he's with tampa and whatnot is that a signing that you'd be all for i mean honestly i would be all for it because i have my reservations about clifton he's he's like you said he's so hot and cold like I would much rather have a guy who like Anton Strawman on that back end, especially in the beginning of the year when we when we're dealing with these injuries. Um I mean he's I'm I believe he's thirty six years old. Um obviously he's he's won a cup with Tampa. Um so he knows what it takes to, you know, really go that deep into the season. And I think he's a better option than Connor Clifton, which which kind of sucks because I, I do like Connor Clifton, but the way that he plays is so it's so bipolar honestly yeah. like, like he can either have a great game or he can have a great game you know on saturday and then another game on monday he sucks and yeah. he's just the, the thing with clifton is there's no consistency there but with strawman what you're going to get is a and i know you know people don't want to see a big veteran presence like we have in, in the past couple of years in this Bruins team, like, you know, guys like Nick Foligno, Thomas Noshek, guys like that. But Anton Strawman is a veteran that you might want to have in your starting lineup, especially in the beginning of the year. You want that guy in on the blue line. And like I said, he's, he's calm with the puck. He's, he plays consistent. Uh, he's never nervous. I mean, once you're 36 years old and you've been in the league for 10 plus years, all those nerves that were there are just not there anymore. You already know how to fight through them. Um, I don't know. I would, I would love to see Strawman be on this team, but you know, it, I don't know if it's going to fit with the trend that we're seeing of the youth playing, but yeah. in my opinion, I think Strawman is a better option than Connor Clifton. Yeah, it, I I totally agree. I mean, especially if you kind of want to, like, 
everyone's basically said till the guys who are injured, like Marshy and McAvoy come back and tread water till uh, those guys come back. I think Strawman's a safe bet. The only problem is you're already in cap trouble, cap right. space trouble. Um, a veteran minimum, I believe is a million dollars. So he'd have to get a million dollars. Um, I didn't. Yeah. It's, it's tough because it's like, like cap space wise, where does he fit? But you do have options. I mean, it, it's, you know, obviously everyone knows about the whole Felino signing and whatnot. And like, you know, that's 4 million that basically, well, 3.8 million that we could be using and we wouldn't be in such cap space trouble. And you heard earlier today that Grizzlick is ahead of schedule. So, you know, is someone going to go on long-term uh, injured reserve or whatnot? So it's, and, and it, we're getting close. I mean, as you're listening today, we're going to be eight days away from opening night. So they have to trim that fat, figure it out. But Strawman uh, on, on the ice just makes perfect sense right now, especially till McAvoy comes back. And obviously with injuries and stuff, because you are, you are thin on the right side. But Zaboro did look pretty solid on the right side. And he played the right side uh, in juniors a little bit as well and whatnot uh growing up so but it, it is nice to have that veteran presence back there i mean who's you, you do have Lindholm and carlo who are veterans now and whatnot but you don't have a guy like strawman who's been in the league forever and you know he he lives to tell a story about hip checking Ovi into like the next <laughs> universe you know guys <laughs> like that he he's a big like thick boy and uh he plays the game smart, and sometimes you need that. You don't need that sexy hockey player on the on the back end like a Eric Carlson just trying to get points and forgetting about defense and yeah. whatnot. You know, McAvoy. You know, he plays sexy hockey at times, but he also, I mean, he like that's literally your definition of a defenseman. Like you're, you know, your captain on your back end. Like that guy does it perfectly. But I don't know financially, you have to make it work. Obviously. Um, Strawman wouldn't have signed that PTO if he didn't want to give it a chance there. So obviously he's interested in, he didn't even have that bad of a year. I think he was with Arizona last year, right? Yeah. And he put up eight goals still. So that's, that's not terrible. I mean, we're not looking for goals out of him, but that's just a bonus at this point. Right. Yeah. And that's with an Arizona team that sucks. Yeah. So <laughs> he, I mean, he definitely had some leeway and was like, you know, fuck it. This team sucks. I'm just going to have some fun and get some goals. So I don't know. He's cute. I mean, he's put up eight goals multiple times. I think in his career, he's put up like he's usually right around six, seven or eight throughout the season, but um, he's not one who's going to be flashy. He's not one who's going to light up the scoreboard, but you know, he is going to, you know, help out those tenders uh, back there that he's, he's just going to do his job. He knows his role, especially as a veteran coming into this team, when you got leadership like Bergeron and whatnot coming back for like, Hopefully not one last ride, but probably one last ride, along with guys like Krejci as well. So Strawman sees something in this team, and um, I uh, I'm all for it. It's just I I don't know what you do with the cap space if you do sign him. I I yeah not, you'd have to you'd have to move some people for sure. Yeah, you got to make a trade or two. And the way uh, Michael Riley played the other night, I do not want to see that guy go at all. <laughs> I, I, really? I don't. I dude. I 
I said it like Mike, I've said this before. I said this last season. I, I look at Mike Riley and Grizzly kind of as the same player. Uh, Grizzly a bit of a better skater, but he's undersized. Um, I, Riley isn't the biggest, but he, he, I feel like he's going to do good in the system, in this system with Montgomery. Uh, he looked great the other night. He was jumping up in the play and making plays happen. Uh, granted, it's you know it's one game. Who knows? And he did say after that ankle in, uh, surgery he did have, he was dealing with that the last two seasons. So who knows? Maybe with the new system and basically a fixed ankle, he could be rejuvenated and kind of have a little pep in his step. And he, he I mean, he does have what one more year after this season. So yep. we'll see. I'm I'm not the biggest Grizzly fan. I know a lot of people are. I love. He's a phenomenal skater. I just I don't know. I just think people put too much pressure on him to be like next Krug because he's small and he should be, you know, putting up points like Krug because he's a great skater, but he doesn't necessarily make the plays that I wanted him to make. So if I were to choose between one of those two guys, I would pick Grizzly, but I think their contracts are kind of similar. If I, I, I don't remember Grizzlicks, but I know, I know Riley's is three, but I, I would be team. Riley over Grizzly there, but we don't have, yeah. I don't know. I'm just not a big Grizzly guy. I will say, uh, Mike Riley in the, in the, he played one preseason game, right? Yeah. Just one. So, or he may yeah. have played two. I think he's, he's playing tonight actually. So, okay. But yeah. even in that, in that game that he did play, he did look good. And I think the thing that's good with Jim Montgomery is that he's going to give the defense uh, more leeway to be offensive on Lake Cassidy. And you could see that with, with Riley too. And that's kind of his bread and butter. Um, Riley was kind of driving the play in some instances. Uh, he would move the puck to the net. He's a good offensive defenseman. I think he, he, he knows how to move the puck. Um, pretty I think solid it, on the blue line. Sorry. I didn't mean to cut yeah. you off. I just, he rides that blue line pretty well. I, and I like that about him. Grislyk, does as well because of his skating, but um, I like Riley's stick handling and puck control much better. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. And I think he could be, um, if he sticks with the team, I mean, he could be an unsung hero this year. I could see that totally yeah. happening. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I That's why I'm just excited for, a, for basically a fresh new start for a guy like Mike Riley because you remember when – we made that trade, dude. He was fucking lights out. I mean, he yeah. was jumping up in the play, making shit happen. And then last year he kind of fell off, but you find out that he's been dealing with that nagging uh, ankle injury. Finally got a fix. I think he missed some games last year too. Uh, yeah, no, he definitely did. But you know, it's, he's not going to basically turn into John Mora contract. He's going to, I feel like he's going to produce for his, you know, 3 million AAV and you're going to get what you expect out of him. So I'm excited for a year with him. I hope he's not the odd man out, but you know how Donnie likes his guys from uh, right down the street and whatnot. Yeah. So we'll we'll see. But I mean, I hope Grizzly shuts me up as well too. Like I'm not a big Grizzly fan, but I hope he comes back and shuts me up, and I hope he makes uh, Don Sweeney's job hard because um, it, it's already hard enough. But I hope he makes it hard on him on a decision to make and. You know, regardless of whoever he trades away, if he has to trade away one of those two, he's going to hear it from people anyways, because 
the benefit is if Mike Riley starts off with a very strong start, then, you know, you could get some, um, you know, his value goes up and that could benefit the Bruins, but who knows? I don't know. Grizzly is just, he's just at to me, blah, you know, nothing, nothing special, but again, yeah. I hope he proves me wrong, but I just, I feel like it's kind of been a, an experiment within the last few seasons, especially with him and Carlo. When, when Krug left, I feel like they're ch- just because Carlo's, you know, a big boy and Grizzik's undersized and a puck mover that they could kind of mimic the whole Krug and Carlo thing. But obviously it's just, wasn't working out. And I mean, never mind the fact that Carlo hasn't really been himself since then anyways, but yeah. That's besides the point, but yeah, I I don't even know how we got sidetracked there, but yeah, we do have, (laughs) we do have money to move uh, before someone comes back or well, not even that, but before, um, before the start of the season, which kind of makes me think is why they won't sign Strawman to that PTO, even though he's looked pretty solid and it's, it sucks because if they don't sign him, some team's going to pick him up because I think he can still help out a cup contending team for sure. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, but uh, I I put out a tweet earlier tonight asking uh you know Bruins fans and whatnot if there's any topics they want us to touch up on. I got two written down here. I got a late response on Twitter from some guy. If we have enough time, I'll plug his in. But the first was from the OG himself, Mister Mark Allred. Uh, <laughs> you can follow him at Black and Gold two seven seven. Uh, he basically you know he runs his shit and congrats to him for finally uh he he got up on the ninth floor the meet he got his media credentials for the bruins the other day he did a great job and i'm I'm happy for him because bng has been growing fast since uh since he basically started uh black and gold productions llc and it's been it's i talked to him earlier today it's it's been a fucking blast it's been fun watching him like grow and like the media company grow and grow and grow. And like, you guys are doing great over at something's brewing. Um, The short shift boys are doing a great job and whatnot. And just all the writers are doing a great job. And the media credentials are huge because a guy like Mark, who, you know, should have gotten those credentials years ago. He's doing a great job. Obviously he has his credentials down with Providence, but he did a great job. He was, active on Twitter. I wasn't able to watch that game, but uh, following Twitter along, uh, following him along Twitter, he was doing a great job with that and his questions and articles and stuff. So that was cool. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like I know I'm, I'm kind of new here, right? I, I joined in the summer, but yeah. to see where we've already gotten to from the summer to now is insane. Like it's, it's wild. Mark, yeah. Mark's on the ninth floor. Um, I'll be on the ninth floor on Saturday against the devils. Um, which oh, I'm, awesome, pumped about. I'm pumped about. I can't yeah, wait to go sick. see. That. Yeah. Yeah. Congrats, <laughs> but, I mean, sick. it's, it's, it's an unreal experience. And obviously um, Mark being the quarterback of all this helps a ton because he's nonstop. He he's he just grinds twenty four seven. It's the best, and, Dude, and seeing they, him grind like that makes me want to grind even harder. Yeah, because like his hard work's finally paying off, and not saying it wasn't before. I mean, they're getting all these new sponsors and whatnot, and they put out a podcast. They recorded Sunday, put it out Sunday night, and now he's rec- now he's uh, recording an interview with the head coach of the Providence Bruins tonight. So like, he just yeah. does 
he's just fucking relentless. The dude doesn't stop. And it's fucking awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, yeah, no, it's, I love it. And um, they're doing a great job over there. So I'm happy he finally got his, uh, his chance up there. And I'm excited for you to get up there and watch the, the uh, final home preseason, right? That's the final home preseason game. I think so. Yeah. Final home one. Yeah. 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 So that, that'll be, that'll be cool. That'll be awesome. That'll be a good experience for you because uh, you've been, basically since you came on to bng you've been like guns blazing ever since too like you <laughs> fucking even in the summer pounding out articles now you got your podcast and whatnot so that's cool but mark did uh he the, and i'm glad he asked this because i was going to bring this up on uh this uh this episode this recording tonight because john beecher reminds me of someone but he asked he said Thoughts on a player in prospect like John Beecher forcing a veteran forward like Thomas Nosek out of the lineup. Uh, I'll let you go first with that one uh, on your thoughts of that. I mean, I think we are probably at the end of the day going to stand that we're both going to agree. I'm sure. Cause, (laughs) but let's uh, let's hear what you have to say. So, okay. So a guy like Thomas Nosek, right? I think he's kind of fizzled a little bit. You you want these young guys to be integrated into the lineup. You want these guys playing. You don't want to keep sending them down to Providence for them to just kind of take a hit to their morale. John, I think John Beecher is 95% ready. And that extra 5% that he needs is the NHL experience. So you put him into the lineup. I mean, he plays kind of similar to Coyle, in my opinion. I think he's very similar to a Charlie Coyle. Um, and you put him into the lineup and you just get him you just get him into the games and you let him, you know, gain the experiences and the hardships and the successes as well. And with the successes is gonna come confidence. It's gonna help him grow his game and um you know, in the long run, it's only going to help the Bruins because you need young guys like him to be playing NHL time so that they can progress and they can build a better NHL career ahead of them. And John Beecher, I mean, four, fourth line center, won't be the third line center. That's Coyle's spot unless they move him to the wing, but I don't think they should. Um, but you you got to put him in the lineup somehow. Um, he's, he's, his, his, his speed is good. Uh, his, his puck game is good. He's a big, strong kid too. And it's look, I mean, we've seen veterans come into this lineup for the past couple of years and it doesn't help. It, It doesn't really do anything. You have these homegrown guys who are ready to play and you're not doing them any favors by sending them down to Providence anymore. You, you need these guys to come up to Boston and, and play some real solid minutes so you can actually see what you have in them. And you can also allow them to gain confidence in their game so that, that, so that every time they step onto the ice, they're ready to go. They know their role. They're not going to play three games and then get sent back down. You want them to be ready to go every night and be comfortable in their spot and, and solidify their position on this team. And I think a guy like John Beecher is ready, especially over a guy like Thomas Noshek. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Like he and I know Mark's been pounding this for forever now. You got to give the young guys a chance. I know, like you dealt with it with um Jesus, what the fuck's his name? Claude Julian before yeah. Cassidy. 
Uh, Cassidy, you kind of dealt with it a little bit before. Well, Cassidy just had a short leash for guys. And granted, he didn't get his chance with Cassidy anyways, because he signed his, uh, he, he signed a PTO, I think, with the Providence Bruins after his college career or at, at the end of his college season last year. And then he officially signed it in the summer, um, his entry level contract. A guy like him, you said you see similarities with his game with like Coyle. When I see a guy like John Beecher with his size and speed, I can't help it. We were talking about this before we started recording. It just we well, we brought up his name, but I can't help but see Daniel Pae in him. Like, just, just like with his size and speed, I think if he if he starts, it's like when Marshy started the Marshy's rookie season with the Bruins was obviously 2010, 2011. Um, he started on the fourth line and made his way up. I can see a guy like Beecher like that. And obviously the former first round pick, you kind of drafted him as a centerman. He was playing some wing over at Michigan. Um, but with his size and speed, if he kind of, mimics his game not saying like it's a great guy to mimic your game after but if you're going to start on the fourth line and try to mimic your game after a guy like daniel pie which obviously we all remember 2011 like i think that's a great start for him and then he starts to like like you said build build that confidence uh get get his nhl experience up you know obviously it'll be beneficial for him playing down in providence as well getting more ice time and whatnot but I think it's a guy, a guy like him. He deserves a chance up there. I wouldn't be surprised to see a guy like Nosek get like waived um, because, well, one, because of money. Um, but I also wouldn't be surprised if Beecher starts on starts uh, the year in Providence just because he has a two way contract. Uh, but if they want to waive a guy like Nosek and send him down, I'd be all for that because you do have to give the young guys a shot. And I really like beat your size and speed and that's speed is something we've been lacking for years it feels like and um just a big strong left-handed shot uh i and with that speed i just feel like he could really kind of be like a little danny danny pie down on that fourth line and kind of like that energy line get it going i mean what is it tonight it's uh well i think they're like they might be the third line tonight i gotta i gotta look but what is him mclaughlin um Greer and Greer like that's a great fourth line fourth line energy line and we'll get on absolutely Greer next but um like that line gets me fucking six to twelve real quick. like <laughs> that's that's an exciting line um you give three young guys a chance Greer's been around for a little bit but you give a guy like McLaughlin who I think is NHL ready but yeah he will he will show he will show you know like he will make rookie mistakes. It is what it is, but he looked great when he got his games in last season. He's had a great preseason. Uh, he had two goals the other night. He's playing again tonight. So we'll see how the game just started and we'll see how he does. But I, I a line like that could really create a lot of energy. And I'm not saying they're going to be like the Merlot line from 2011, but a, a guy like Greer, who's fiery, he's aggressive. He'll get in your face. He'll, drive to the net Beecher who's got the speed and a guy like McLaughlin who's not scared to drive to the net either that's an exciting fourth line and you're finally led if you let that fourth line happen then you're finally letting the young guys play you're, they're getting the reps and they're building up their confidence but at the same time you don't want too many young guys down on that fourth line you do want some NHL experience down there when obviously you got guys like Felino and whatnot but um yeah I, but like 
when was the last time that the Bruins had a fourth line that you were like, okay, like you're yeah, excited to see these guys go and play. Like, it's been a long time. I'll tell you that. A long time. It really yeah. has. Um, because like, what was it? Um, shit. I lost my train. Who was it? Uh, well, I, I did like, I did like, like no second, um, Lazar did a great job on that fourth line last year, but it's just, it's not one of those lines that kind of get you excited. I like when you think of Boston Bruins hockey, you think of, you think of that fourth line. Oh, I think it's Danica centering that line tonight, actually. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, but when you think of like Bruins hockey fourth line, you go back to like 2011 and you think of that granted the game's changed a lot, but you do have to, the Bruins are a team. When you watch other NHL teams, they just look so much faster than the Bruins. I mean, you watch that Stanley Cup finals. I mean, there's no way they were going to be able to compete with guys like uh, uh like the guys on Colorado and whatnot. And obviously we they've had lost their... in three games. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we would have forfeited the fourth. Yeah. yeah. Not even show off. But you see where speed is part of the game. It's not like that old school hockey anymore. And that's kind of my worrisome with um with a guy like Don Sweeney up uh you know being the GM uh up on the ninth floor watching these guys and being the GM where he's you know he's basically engraved the old school hockey because he was a Bruin he played that old school hockey but the games they gotta adjust to the game they it, the game's getting faster you need guys like Beecher who can give you that speed because when you think of speed on the Boston Bruins I mean a guy who's already solidified on the Boston Bruins. Like who's the first guy that comes to your mind? Probably Pasternak. Yeah. Honestly. Pasternak. And I will Marshawn. say Mac, McAvoy, Marshy too, but Marshy's more of like a agility guy. Like he, yeah, yeah. you know, he'll really turn on a dime. He, you won't really see him beat out guys. He, he will because he's a dog, but Mac, <laughs> McAvoy, I would say McAvoy sneaky fast too, but um there you don't have that guy you don't have that like uh like coleman or i'm trying to think of uh you know um when tampa had that third line when they won the uh stanley cup yeah that was like sorelli point sorelli uh, coleman uh gourd maybe gourd that's who was that point it was gourd yeah 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 so but you got to give the kids a chance and i remember uh like the rangers last season they had the kid line what was it uh lafeniere um hero yeah yeah so like they gave them a chance and yeah and capo capo caca yeah 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 um but they gave them a chance and they were thriving they did they that line had a great season last year and then they broke it up for some reason but um yeah you got to give the kids a chance it's a different game now and coaches have to adjust to that and i and montgomery he seems like a guy who won't hesitate to throw the kids in one bit he'll give them a chance and especially at the beginning of the season now's your yeah. time before guys come back from injury but again do you want 3.8 million sitting on the ninth floor every fucking night and you know do you yeah. want that but i could totally see a guy like no just being put on waivers because a guy like him, he's, I think you can afford that because you can find another guy in the fourth line to fill a spot. Even if it's not Beecher, I think you'll be just fine. And that clears up just a little over. I think he's 1.35 or one point. I could be, 
I don't have the numbers right in front of me, but no, I think you're right. It's something, it's something really small. Like and, and Beecher's off Beecher's contract would obviously be smaller than that. So, or less than that. So it's, it's kind of a win-win. It kind of makes sense. And I wouldn't be surprised, but I also wouldn't be surprised to see Beecher get sent down to Providence just because he has that two way. And it seems like he's trying really hard not to wave people. And I feel like Wagner's the only guy who might get waved, but who knows? Um, yeah, so that that's really my two cents on that. I I can see it happening, but I wouldn't be surprised if it goes either way, basically. So ho- I'm hoping if if you had a gun to my head, I'm hoping that it's Beecher over Nosek. And I'm it sounds like you're in agreement there. Yeah, I would I would take Beecher over Nosek too. Just to just give him a shot. I mean give him a shot because he could really develop this year with a guy that big and that strong and that's fast because yeah. he could start off like Marshy and possibly make his way up and maybe play some left side when you know you got a guy out like Hall, not saying like he's gonna plug right in and have two great games and then move up to the first, second, or third line and just you know, who knows? But he could really develop his game with getting NHL minutes this year. But I'm excited for that because he's a former first round pick. So Got to give the kids a chance, so we'll see. But this leads us to our boy, uh, Zach Taranko. I call him Zach Tarasenko. Uh, because <laughs> I, can't, I, can't see, I can't help but think of Tarasenko when I see his last name. But you can follow him at Zach underscore Taranko. He asked a question because uh, A.J. Greer had a great game uh, last home or last game he played. A.J. Greer played awesome versus the Rangers. Was that enough to prove to you guys that he deserves a spot on the, the in the starting lineup? And I'll I'll let you go first with that one too. Okay, so he obviously, I mean, Jesus, I've never seen a fan base fall in love with one guy so quickly than, <laughs> than the Bruins fans did with AJ Greer. And I'm honestly, I was one of them, but looking at it realistically, you can't just judge how a player is going to play a whole season based on one game. But if he's able to finish this preseason strong and play a similar style where he's just banging bodies, he doesn't even have to, he doesn't even have to put up, you know, a goal or two a game. That's not what we're looking for out of him. Anyways, what we're looking for really out of him is an energy guy who can produce offensively here and there. And a lot of people have been saying, you know, this, this Bruins team has been missing physicality uh and that led to a lot of people saying you know bring lucic back which his cap hits way too much to do that in the first yeah no way no way but and i was kind of joking around on twitter a lot of people took me seriously i really didn't mean to bring (laughs) back lucic (laughs) but but when you have an aj greer is a guy who's at least willing to play the body every shift and and when you're looking up and down our lineup yeah, there's the guys who like to hit a little bit. You know, Felina will play physical. Uh, Frederick. You know, Frederick. Yeah, but Frederick, I don't know. I have so much beef with Frederick sometimes. But um, AJ Greer is a guy who I can I can really see sliding in if he plays the rest of the preseason, you know, strongly. If If he can play the way that he did in that first game, then yeah, I can see him sliding into a fourth line role or a third line role and just being that energy guy that this team has been missing for so long. Um, I do like his game. He's he's quick, he's physical, 
Um, and he's willing to, I mean, we've seen him fight what once or twice already and he throws hands, but I, I would love to see him in the lineup. Look, I I'm sick of seeing these veteran guys in the lineup. I'm, I'm sick of it. Like I want to see the youth come in. The, yeah. the youth is going to have the energy that the veterans might not have because the younger guys are just getting in. They want to stay. They're going to play a little, you know, harder because they know, you know, this could be their last chance to really, you know, show, uh, show, show, show who they, who they are, who they play. Yeah. A guy yeah. like Greer has been buried in the minors basically. So, and he's an AHL all-star too. I think last year he had 52 points in 53 games with Dude, he um, lit it up. Yeah. Lit it up, lit it up. Give this guy a shot. I mean, he's obviously hungry. Um, he had a quote the other day where he said he wanted to, uh, I think he said he grew up in Montreal, but he was always a Bruins fan and he wanted to model his game after Milan Lucic. Which, and that's I what mean, got Bruins fans all fucking yes. horny because they <laughs> saw that. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Like it, it, in his perspective, if you're trying to uh, play to Bruins fans favor, say you want to play like Milan Lucic, everyone's going to be. Oh, yeah. You. <laughs> no, he, he knows that he, he knows what he's doing by saying that, too. And oh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm. Like and even Montgomery said it after that game. He's like, if the regular season were to start tomorrow, he he'd be on the team, and I I would agree with that. I mean, he it was one game, and as we're recording, he did just get a penalty like a few minutes ago, a holding penalty. Oh. But um, no, he lit it up in uh with the Utica Comets last year, uh the AHL team for New Jersey, who the Bruins are ironically playing tonight. Uh, he only got. I think what was it nine games in last year with New Jersey had a goal and assist two points, but nothing, but he's not a guy who's going to be flashy. I mean, he's like, he said, he, he wants to model his game after Lucic, which is a Bruins fans wet dream. And (laughs) I'd like, I don't know. He, he just brings energy, man. And that's a guy like him. That's something the Bruins have kind of been lacking. I mean, who's, I remember Lucic getting in fights back in the day and then throwing his hands up and like getting the uh, TD garden fucking going in. Yeah. You know, like, like those days are gone from hockey basically for the most part, unless it's like a really heated moment, but a guy like Greer, can just bring so much energy. And that's what we were just talking about. That fourth line being the energy line and top lines can fucking feed off that. And he, he can produce, he can put up some goals here and there. He's not going to be a 20 or 30 goal scorer. I mean, if he is, that's fucking great, but I, <laughs> you know, he's not going to light it up, but he's, he's going to do his job. And he's not a guy that you'd probably see him play if healthy, all 82 games. I can't see that, but yeah. if you keep him on and he does have the one way, and I'm pretty sure he'd probably end up getting claimed anyways, if he does go through waivers, um, if you keep him on, you know, it's going to create that internal healthy battle between teammates. You know, a guy like Frederick, who hasn't had the greatest preseason, a guy like Felina, who sucks now. And I hope he shuts <laughs> me up about that, but I haven't seen shit out of him this preseason. But I, I mean, he's a great dude. I was actually at the game when I was at the game. Who they played last week? Um, Philly, right? Philly, yeah. When I was at that game, I was walking the concourse and I saw fucking Felino with his kids walking around. No one even recognized him. He, they thought he was just like another like 
old guy watching the Bruins with his no kids. Way. But I walked right by. I was like, what the fuck is Nick Felino doing here? Like walking down <laughs> with the fans. But great guy and all, but I just, I don't think he has anymore. He, you know, he put out that interview. He had that interview saying like, oh, it's the best he's ever felt, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, right. Um, but like, okay, might but be like for the locker room, but that only gets you so far. Yeah, but okay, so you you mentioned like Greer being the energy guy, right? So, um, like me and you both played the game. Imagine you're on the bench and you got AJ Greer out there. He's just banging bodies. He's he throws I don't know four hits a shift. You're on the bench and you're getting fired up. Like Nick Felino doesn't bring that. Nick Felino does not bring that. Like yeah, I would if I saw yeah. a guy like Greer on my team throwing, you know hits every fucking shift. I wouldn't even play hard. I would literally get out on the ice my next shift and try to skate skate straight through the fucking boards. I'd be so jacked up. It, exactly. That's, you know, he he's off. Oh, fuck. New Jersey. Yeah, they just scored. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but like you can definitely use that and he's not going to play every fucking game and he's going to, you know, he's going to have his cold streaks, whatnot. But I think a I think he makes the opening night roster. I think he deserves a chance. Um, he's not off to a hot start tonight, but it like you saw enough last game and he's going to fuck up. He's going to make mistakes because it's the kind of player he is. He's fiery right. and he's, you know, he's going to get a little hot headed, but you, that's some of the stuff you just have. You got to give and take with guys like that. And I don't know, especially when you're already missing guys, I think you could really benefit off a guy who's just going to, bring it every fucking shift and i it's not that i really followed his career at all but whenever he's been in the minors in the ahl he's done an okay job i mean last year was his first uh was his first 20 plus goal season but in previous seasons i mean and and this is just in you know he hasn't played he played his first professional year he played 63 games in the AHL. He had 38 points, but that's, you know, him fresh out of college, basically. But, you know, previous years, 54 games, he put up 19 goals, 47 games, 16 goals. Um, and then last year, he put up 22 and 52 points in 53 games, like you noted. So he's a guy who can produce, but there are guys out there who, like Johnny Boychuk, when before he came to got called up to the Bruins, he was lighting it up in the AHL. He was like the best offensive defenseman in the age. And obviously he changed his game when he came. He had a hell of a slap shot, but he wasn't going to produce like he did in the in the AHL. And you hear it all the time. Guys in the AHL produce, but when they get them to the NHL, they just a fl- like a flip switches and they can't produce and it is what it is but a guy like him i'd like to see him get his chance um i'm definitely excited with what i saw off that one game and what you've seen from pre- or what you've heard from practice and whatnot and the way montgomery's talked about him so it's got to get you excited um oh yeah you know, you, uh, you always want to have a guy who's you know he's hungry i would honestly aj Greer is hungry that's how i would describe yeah him. yeah no yeah, yeah. He's a dog out there. Like he's, yeah, I I love it. Um, yeah, you want that on your lineup? McLaughlin and Holler are pushing each other right now. Um, <laughs> no, you definitely want that in your lineup because it's it's going to be tough to start the season. It's you're down your best yeah. forward, you're down your best defenseman. Um, you know, and 
I think it'd be good. And he, and that kind of leads us into our next topic uh, because Fluto put a tweet out the other day, a uh, quote from Montgomery basically saying AJ Greer, Trent Frederick and Nick Felino to get chances on the Bergey line in replace of Hall because Hall is c- currently week to week and all three of those names to play. I know there's a, discussion earlier saying first line whatever i don't look at it as that it's just to play on burge i call it burge's line not the first line but i call yeah. it burge's line to play on burge's line those three names i mean if you think of your top two lines and one of those are your top two left wingers that makes me want to puke i love aj yeah. Greer. i know we basically just jerked him off but trent <laughs> frederick he hasn't had the best preseason as we noted and nick felino's nick felino so that doesn't really get me excited, but no, it's kind of slim pickings. I mean, they moved, they moved Zaka to Krejci's line. Um, and that's fine. I mean, that's kind of what you expect to see when, or no, you don't expect to see that when the team's fully healthy, but it kind of makes sense. I mean, they're all checked. So it's like, there's just going to be that. There's going to be that automatic. Oh, fucking Craig Smith. Um, <laughs> I'm probably way behind you too. Fubo is so goddamn slow, but um, what was I saying? Yeah, they got that. You know, they basically are born with that check connect. So, uh, that'll be fun to watch. So, it sounds like that's going to be the start. That, that, that Krejci line is going to look like that to start the season till Hall's back. It doesn't sound like he's going to be ready for opening night. I think it's again, well, against the Capitals, right? Yep. Against the yeah. Caps. Yeah. So, it doesn't sound like he'll be ready then. So, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of slim pickings on that left side. Like, you know, if you want a left shot or whatever, you don't want to move coil out of that third line centerman, but uh center spot. I that third line, I feel like you kind of have to solidify because you saw how important it was at times last year when the Bruins were on that streak. Um, so I don't know. I mean, none of those names are sexy for that Bergie Bergie line, top one or two lines, but I don't yeah, know. Well, I, I, well, I thought it was weird. Kevin O'Keefe, he put out a tweet earlier uh, where if that's the case, he wanted Bergeron on the second line. He wanted Bergeron, that Bergeron line on the second yeah. line, and then Krejci, Pasternak, and I think it was Zaka on the first line, which I don't know, man. Well, he, I don't know. Yeah, he put out that tweet saying, I don't understand why people are calling the Bergeron line the first line, yada, yada, yada. And I saw yeah. him and Andrew Taverna kind of get into it. Yeah, they got into it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, neither of them are shy on Twitter. It's funny, but um, yeah, I mean, th- that does make sense to call the Krejci line the first line, basically. I, I don't look at it as like first and second line. I look at it as 1A and 1B, basically. I mean, yeah, me too. A, a 1A and 1B centerman. Um, DeBrusque, I'm excited to see what he can do this season. And then you got Postnock, who's playing a contract year, sounds like. I don't know. Things are heating up. We don't, we're not going to get into that, but Hopefully he does sign that extension. Um, So, yeah, there's that right side's basically solidified. Uh, It sounds like they're just going to, they want to stick to Brusk to that right side so he gets more comfortable over there. And you're playing with Bergeron. So you saw how he did last year with Bergy and Marshy, but he's just, he's down Marshy. He's got Bergeron right there, though. So we'll see. And maybe uh, obviously, if you're playing on the line with Bergy, you're going to bring it every fucking night. And, um, so we'll, I don't know. It's, it's going to be kind of an experiment. Hopefully, 
hopefully it's only like no more than like three games uh, where those guys, I mean, it's early in the season. So there's no point in rushing a guy like Hall back who I didn't even see the play. What do you, did he get, I saw, I saw Fabian Lysel's hit. That was a weird injury. Cause yeah, that was weird. He kind of got hit in slow motion. Um, it, like he wasn't even like fully like going full speed. It was just kind of slow. He did a reverse hit. It didn't look like anything really happened, but I don't know. He didn't I, return. Yeah. I think his shoulder got jammed up. I shoulder. mean, that's the thing. That's the thing with uh, Lysel too, is people who are like, get this guy in the lineup, like get this guy in the lineup. Like he, he's not big enough. Like he's, right, if, yeah. if, you, if you put him in the lineup right now, he's just going to get hurt. He you, needs to get a little strength. Yeah, like you remember Pasternak when he first came up. I mean, he had yeah. no strength. And I agreed with your tweet when you put that out. Like he's got to add muscle and size before he can even play with the big boys. And I think I've said on previous podcasts, that's why he'll benefit playing in Providence. He'll get his workouts in. He'll play the weekend games. He'll add muscle and whatnot. And he'll he'll benefit from there. But he has looked good. I've liked him. Uh, you see clips. He definitely has a skill. He just oh, yeah. definitely needs the size more than anything. He needs that strength. Because a hit like that, that you can't afford to take a weird hit like that and be out for a few games. I know he's practicing in the non-contact today, but you can't afford that. Yeah. Plus, like, you don't want to burn a year of his contract already. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, if you don't, you know, don't. Was it nine? Yeah, nine games. If he plays more than nine games, then you burn a year of his contract. And so it's just it's there's no point in it. Um, No. You know, literally so. only if it's an emergency, you bring him up like he, he yeah. shouldn't be in the lineup right away. Yeah, no, exactly. And you have enough enough depth where you don't need him. It, even in even an emergency like this, like ideally, I'm sure they'd love to give because that was their game plan the other night when they basically scratched Poshnok last minute. They um they wanted to see Lysel get some top six minutes and it was kind of short lived because of that injury. But I understand where. Montgomery is coming from. Um, you could definitely benefit with him. Like, I mean, obviously, I'd rather see a guy like Lysel over those three playing with Bergeron, but the size you can see the size is just not there. He's not ready to play with the big boys. Yeah. I mean, granted, yeah. what's his name? Uh, who hit him? Um, Rosmus. Uh, oh, D- not Dalene. Uh, Ristolainen. Ristolainen. He's like what six seven six six. He's a yeah. He's boy. a massive human being. Yeah. So, <laughs> I don't know. The whole play was weird. I didn't see Hall's uh, injury, but I th- yeah, Hall. He got he got high sticks. It was weird. I don't know how he's week to week from that, but it, yeah, he just kind of caught a stick up high, and all of a sudden he's like broken glass. He's just yeah. he's week to week. Know. Yeah, that's weird. Maybe I don't know. Maybe it's a, I can't see it being a concussion, but I don't know. Um. But yeah, the, there are, I mean, outside of those three playing, like basically trying out for Bergeron's line, left side on his line, there are a lot of bubble guys. There's a guy like a Sean bubble guy, Stanika, um, a lot of guys who have to prove it this season. But if I'm, if I'm, I know you just signed the extension, but uh, if Don, if I'm Don Sweeney, man, you got to like, take the bull by the horns and just basically say, this is my team. I'm the GM of this team and I'm going to do what I want. And he's got to also work with the coach as well. But if, 
if Montgomery's c- coming to him saying like, I really like these young guys, let's give them the shot. Then you get, I feel like you have to work together there and give them the shot where you can't keep playing these veterans. If you right. know, I don't know. It's tough with Felino, but I feel like at the same time, like you just, and I think if he goes down to Providence, you save like 1.5 or he's, yeah, you only save like 1.5, but that would basically be like Strawman's PTO. And then I don't know. Right. So, I mean, that was the whole point of Montgomery coming in too, is, is, you know, benefiting the youth. You want the youth to come in. You want them to play. Um, too often we saw with Cassidy and, and it's been long enough where now I've kind of processed the firing and, you know, have been able to look at it in a better way, but he would, he would bring up guys like Stanika and they would play maybe five games and then sent back down to the AHL. And it's like in Stanika's position, you're not going to be able to get comfortable knowing that if you make a couple mistakes, like you're just going to get sent right back down. Like it's not going to benefit their game at all. You need them to, you need them to make mistakes. Mistakes are going to happen. Like that's just the way that it works. And it would make them feel like a little bit more comfortable knowing like, because, you know, obviously Cassie had that short leash, but it would make them feel a little bit more comfortable that they can fuck up and just get back out there next shift. I mean, how many times did you see Trent Frederick, you know, benched for a few shifts last year or, you know, some of these young guys game benched for some shifts. Um, I just, you got to let them fuck up and learn from their mistakes. That's the only way you can really improve because if they're, if they're fucking puckering up their assholes, all shift, like you're not going to get the best out of them. You got to give them some breathing room. I get it's the NHL, you know, Cassidy had a team where he thought could go very far and he wanted to do what's best for the team. But at the same time, you got to develop guys. That's, you know, I think that's where guys like, cause I still think it's Naley who went above uh, Sweeney's head and fired to went to ownership and fired uh, and wanted to get uh, Cassidy fired. I don't think it was, I think if it was up to Sweeney, uh, if you gave him some truth, Sarah, that he would basically say like, yeah, I didn't want to get rid of Cassidy. But at the end of the day, after like, having a few months and stuff sitting on it. I'm glad that that move was made because I I'm so excited for Montgomery. I really yeah. am. No, I am uh, too. Just guys because of what he brings. Chance. Yeah. It's I like his new style where he's going to allow defensemen to jump up in the play a little bit more and hopefully create a little bit more offense and go from there because you got guys like Mike Riley, Zaboro, uh, McAvoy, who knows? McAvoy could have a fucking career year point wise yeah, because if he's going to allow him to jump up in the play, dude, and a full season of fucking, we haven't even mentioned him of Lindholm, a full season yeah. of Lindholm oh, he... in, 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 in a new system, dude. I know we won't even because that's like another hour long discussion, but <laughs> um, a full season of Lindholm, dude, like that's fucking exciting and in a new system. Um, the systems are similar a little bit, but with, the, you know, a coach that allows a little bit more freedom on the back end, you know, it's, it's exciting. So we'll, um, we'll see. I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm fucking excited for like, I'm mostly excited for the back end to see how different that's going to look when they jump up in the play and stuff. Yeah. And honestly, uh, this is the first season in a couple of years, at least where, we have a couple storylines heading into the season that are unknown a little bit, you know, with the injuries that we have with McAvoy, Marshand, and uh, 
because like there's opportunities for younger guys to jump up and really show what they have like i'm gonna be honest i think i'm more excited for the first month and a half of this season than i have been in years there's so much that could happen zaka could step up and he could he could really solidify himself as a as a top six guy um guys on defense Zaboro. i mean he could come in and really force the hand of jim montgomery to keep him in the lineup over other guys yeah um it's exciting i mean there's a lot of new guys on the team that could really benefit from a change of scenery a coaching change um basically a fresh start and we haven't seen that within the boston bruins organization for a really really long time and because yeah. we're, we're usually used to the same storylines you know bergeron's first line marshawn posternock McAvoy. yeah but now we we actually have things that could could develop and uh you know new things we could talk about it's exciting no it it definitely is because you got kind of a different look up front a kind of different look in the back end. You got Swayman on a contract year who, yeah. you know, is getting a little bit more comfortable and uh, all Mark. He's, you definitely saw his game improve towards the end of the year. Cause he got more comfortable. It's just, it's exciting for the Bruins. And I don't know if you saw, I quote tweeted it earlier. This guy, Jay fresh hockey. Um, I'll bring it up real quick. Guy Jay Fresh Hockey, he brought he did a uh, a war thing, yeah, the wins over replacement, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Jay at Jay Fresh Hockey, he's like, This is not final, still waiting on opening day depth charts and making some last minute changes. But here's the current standings, stand in projections from the war roster builder, and he basically has the Bruins winning the president's trophy, no <laughs> which I think is. A huge stretch but i mean i would fucking love that i do and i think i saw you tweet it out too i like there's something i feel something different with this team yeah and i just i don't know like a, a new coach it's maybe other teams were getting a little too familiar with cassidy's system and you got some new guys on the back end you got a healthy zaboral you got two goalies who are comfortable i don't know there's a lot to look forward to and like you said the first month and a half of the season where like there's a lot of guys battling for spots and there's a lot of veterans who need to earn their money. So there's, there's a lot on the line the first month and a half, not just standings wise, but player wise, it's, it's fucking exciting. It's, it's so exciting. And I, I will say too, I think that the Bruins are actually um, an underrated team. Like, oh, 100%. Yeah. hundred percent. Like people are, people are slotting us to miss the playoffs, which Okay, I, I can see their perspective, but at the same time, we still have such a deep team. I mean, first and second line are are when fully healthy are unbelievably good. Yeah. Granted that Krejci comes back and he's able to play, you know, the way that he used to, and he didn't regress over in Europe. But then you got the defense. You got Charlie McAvoy and Hampus Lindholm, which if you split up, that gives you two lines of defensemen who you're you're gonna run into problems. You you in the first line, you got Charlie McAvoy, okay. Then you run out the second line, you got Hampus Lindholm paired up with like, I don't know, maybe a Brandon Carlo. That's a problem. And then you got a one A, one B and Jeremy Swayman and Linus Allmark. Yeah, uh, and like ahead of the season, how like how long were we begging for like a 
like a one a one b situation on the de- on the defensive side like right you know we yeah we had chara and, and mcavoy but chara just was wasn't that guy lindholm can move the puck he makes great stretch passes he's like i i love his game and He's yep. more exciting to watch than Chara, obviously. But to have that like one A, one B where Lindholm and McAvoy and whatnot, and you saw Lindholm getting some power play time today at practice. So I don't know. It's it's fucking exciting because it's it's a different look outside of Chara and McAvoy, and he's gonna fill those shoes while McAvoy's out. And you know, I I don't know. I when I feel like Chara's last few years here, like just weren't what everyone expected them to be he did an okay yeah. job but he really fizzled out towards the end of the season and when playoff time came i mean you know when obviously we'll never forget when he fucking came back from uh with the broken jaw and whatnot and all that but yeah that was nuts it, it was fucking crazy but his game obviously was not what it used to be so i'm excited there's a lot to look forward to i know we kind of just rambled on with that but um i don't know if you and the que- the third question that someone sent in uh, we kind of touched up on it i don't know if there's anyone off the top of your head that you could just pick i basically said i indirectly basically said grizzly but uh bruins fan 93 asks in your opinion who are you moving not named who are you moving not named filling filino to clear up uh cap space once everyone is healthy and I, I basically said Grizzly. That's because I just kind of would prefer Mike Riley over Grizzly. So not named Felino. Uh I want to say Thomas Noshek, but I know he's not making that much money as it is. Maybe. Ooh, this is tough. Yeah. I feel not like Nosek is like the other easy one. Yeah, he is because you could we, just you slide Beecher up or Sanika. Yeah, but again, like between Beecher's contract or Sanika's, um, versus you know, there's not there's what maybe five hundred grand in the difference between those two contracts. Yeah, oh, so that that's what makes it tough. So it doesn't even clear up that much cap space. Um, right, guy like, exactly. A guy like Grizzly, I think, is just over three million. So that's you know that's a good chunk of change. Um, but I don't know. It, it'd be hard to trade him coming back from injury, where people are like, uh, "His his value won't be too high." Where Mike Riley could potentially have a higher value, probably will, and he's probably more likely the odd man out. But I'd still like to. I'd prefer Grizzly over Riley out. Yeah, I mean, and I, 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 I said this too when they made the Zaka trade as well. I for some reason just thought that there's a chance that Charlie Coyle could be on the way out. Like I thought he was going to get traded this off season. I still think there's a chance, but a very slim chance now. I mean, he's making what five to five and a half million somewhere on there. 5.25 for like, and after this, he has three more years at that. So that's hefty. That's a hefty price. for. I I think next season, the cap space goes up a mil. And then the following, I think it's going to go up a good chunk. But at that point, it's like, you know, he's he's on the back end. It's he's you know, he's not going to be that guy. He's it might yeah. look a little bit cheaper, but I don't know. I don't know, man. I mean, oh, that's a lot of money for your third line center, especially if yeah. you're going to be if you're going to have Bergeron and Krejci potentially not return next year. 
you're you're probably going to want to free that space up. And you're probably yeah. not going to want to have five and a half million into well, your third line center. Yeah, exactly. Like, cause like right now, um, going into next season, I think you have a little over, it's either, it's in between 20 and 25 million in cap space, but you got to figure Postnox is going to take up at least half that with the extension. So yeah. Yeah. there goes that. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I would also like a guy like Craig Smith could be on the move too. I was going to say, I was going to say Craig Smith, but I, I, I don't want to lose him either though. I, I think Montgomery, I think that's a guy Montgomery would really want to keep. Yeah. It's a, it, I agree. Again, it could benefit the Bruins. It's a contract year for him. Um, you know, I'm sure he wants to continue playing hockey after this season. So he has a great year. Obviously if he has a great year, I don't see him being a Bruin the, after the season. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets traded at the trade deadline as well, but because we all know that the Bruins can't afford to trade away another first round pick. No, <laughs> no, we can't. Um, yeah. So we'll see. Um, <laughs> those are some names that we thought off the top of our head, you know, but well, it's, we'll have to wait and see. It's, it's definitely going to be interesting. I'm sure Twitter's going to be fun when that day comes, when someone <laughs> has to move. Because yeah. even if Felino just gets put on waivers, no one's going to claim him because of that contract. And then, you're only going to save a million and a half, like 1.5 mil if he goes down, which is still a good chunk of change. But, you know, I just don't see a guy like him being sent down. I think the I think the whole Bruins organization want, wants to give him a chance. But can you uh, can you see any team willing to take on that contract? For literally maybe future considerations or even a seventh round pick. I could see a team like Arizona taking on that contract for like a second or third round pick because they have the cap space. They, you know, it's one last year. They're kind of, they lost some, they lost some second round draft picks anyways, because of, I think, I don't think they have a second round draft pick next year. They may, they might have, I don't know. Who knows? I was going to say, I would give them a third. I don't know about a second. Yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't <laughs> want to give them a second, I, a third, absolutely, but I, I don't think they would take that bait. No, I don't, I don't yeah. think so either. No, it's it's not sexy unless he starts <laughs> off hot and it's like, okay, like we can use a veteran like him. He can play at ASU, and <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure he'd be pissed. He must have a no movement clause or partial no movement clause. He has to with a being a veteran and all. Yeah, with, he must. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure uh, Arizona's at the top of everyone's list when it comes to no <laughs> clause. Who wants? To play? <laughs> Unless you're a young buck, and sure, it'd be cool to play at ASU, but I don't know. That would suck. Yeah, I mean, if I was just breaking into the league, I would love to play at ASU. <laughs> Dude, yeah, absolutely. As a rookie, oh my god, man. <laughs> yeah, I probably, I probably wouldn't last five years in the league. I'd probably be like fucking biz nasty over there and just have fun <laughs> and be stupid. But yeah. At least it makes for good stories, right? <laughs> yeah, just ruin my career, but have lifelong stories to take yeah, with me exactly. for the rest of my life. <laughs> you might not have the bank account you want, but you got stories to make up for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. But um, yeah, that basically wraps up. Is is there are there any other topics or stuff you want to bring up before we sign off? Um what do you think? What do you think? Uh, JD peaks at this year. You think he's over fifty points? Hmm. I, I think wanna, his career best is like forty six. 
Yeah, I want to. Hmm. I want to say yes, because he's basically going to be playing a full season with Bergeron on Bergeron's line. I know before he was basically with Krejci um, and, you know, no knock against Krejci. But when you're playing a majority of the season or all the whole season with Bergeron and a majority of the season with Bergey and Marshy, it's just kind of a different animal. And I feel like he's going to get more opportunities on the power play as well. So if I'm a betting man, which I am, I would take the over on 50. <laughs> if if you put the line at 50, I would take the over. Yeah. yeah I, I think, think I think uh... I think it's just a fresh start for him as well. Yeah, I do too. You know? I mean, the first preseason game wasn't really strong from him, but I'm sure he's just ready for the real season to start. Like, yeah, I'm sure and, and guys like him. Yeah, guys like him. I'm sure they're just trying to get a sweat in and like get the you know wheels going again. And, right. you know, get game, get up to game speed and whatnot. They're not going to, you know, guys like him aren't fighting for a spot. So I think they're all kind of on cruise control, you know, maybe trying to build some chemistry. But I think he might start off cold, but I think and he's everyone knows he's a hot and cold player. He's a streaky player. So once he gets streaky, if he gets streaky early, I definitely think you'll see a 50 point season out of him and possibly even a 30 goal season. I know he's come really yep. close to that, but I really think like, I just think there's a lot of weight off his shoulders this season. He got his contract. Cassidy's gone. I'm not sure if Cassidy was the problem, but if we're spectating, maybe, you know, a lot of people think he, he, he was the problem, but I don't know. Yeah. I think, you know, a full season playing top six again uh, with Bergeron this time versus Krejci the last time he played top six. Um, yeah, I, I would say over. Would you say over? I would say over. I yeah. think he could. Uh, I think he'll sniff 60. Honestly, oh, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think he's going to be up high 50s, maybe 58, 59, somewhere around there. If, I mean, if he sniffs 60 and then you got Marshy and Bergeron having great years and then you have the second line or not. Sorry, not the second line. But Krejci's <laughs> line having a great year. I mean, I think Hall even has a great year too because you saw the chemistry with Krejci and Hall at the oh, trade yeah. deadline. So in Pasternak, I mean, you know, and then when Zaka plays with Coyle, when everyone's healthy, I think it's just going to be a scary fucking team. I think yeah. at that point, Zaka will be a little bit more settled in and it's just going to be like, you know, just all engines going basically. I think it's going to be a scary monster because yeah. it... We don't have guys like McDavid or um, Kucherov or what or Stamkos. I mean, we we do have Pasternak, we have Marshy. I think they're some of the best wingers in the game. But I think when you have that depth, I, this is the depth that the Bruins have this season is one of the best that we I think we've seen in a long time. I totally wholeheartedly agree, and I think that's what's gonna be the difference maker this season it has to like yeah. you know e even with the injured team everyone was worried about the injuries when they were announced at the end of last season after last season but with the moves made and like these young guns like slowly improving and then you got a uh, fully healthy mike riley who's on my tv right now you got home <laughs> you got a guy like lynn home a full season he settled in i'm sure he bought his house whatever he got his contract extension i don't know I just I have a good feeling about this season. I especially when fully healthy, I think it's going to be a scary team. I do too, and and people, uh, 
you know, who are slotting Ottawa ahead of us or, yeah, or I know. You know. I know they they improved big time, but it's the and they're missing their starting goaltender now. So Right. Exactly. And it's it's look, I, I think that, that Zaka trade is gonna be something that we talk about for a long time. I think Zaka is gonna see a lot of success here. Even if he ends up third line. I mean, geez, he's he's the sixth overall pick in 2015. I mean, talk about yeah, talk about Sweeney. <laughs> you know, AJ loaded Greer up was a second round pick in 2015. So no, I didn't even know that. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. crazy. Uh, I mean, gee, like your your top six is great, and then you got a third line that's gonna compete with some of the best in the NHL. This team. I, I kind of like it because we're underrated. I like kind of being the underdog. Yeah, so, I'm, I'm all for it because if if a fully healthy team and you're telling me Pavel Zaka is going to be your third line left winger over Trent Frederick, that's yeah. apples to oranges right there. That is a totally exactly. different animal. When you got a guy like Craig Smith who loves to shoot, Pavel Zaka said he wants to shoot more this year. And you got a guy like Charlie Coyle who can control the puck like no other and open yeah. ice for the others. I think it's... I, th- I just think it's all going to work out. I think it's all the dots are going to connect and it's just going to, I don't know. I, I have a lot of, I have high hopes for this team this year. I, I don't know. I just feel something. I just feel something about this team this year. You just feel something brewing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. But um, no, I I'm excited, man. It's going to be fun. So, um, but yeah, well, that we'll wrap it up now. Um, We'll say our goodbyes. Um, um, I will obviously interact on Twitter, but uh, I hope you have a blast Saturday up in the uh, up in the ninth floor um, with the uh, with the big timers up there. The Jesus, what's the the fucking credential dairy? What the hell is it called? Media uh, section, media, uh, area. media section, yeah, yeah, media section. Jesus, that's a tough <laughs> lots of plank on. But yeah, I I hope you have a blast. That's I I was gonna go to that game. But I ended up scoring tickets for uh, opening night, so I'm not leaving the house this uh, weekend because I need a relaxed weekend for opening night. But um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, yeah. Um, I know you you plugged your stuff at the beginning, but if you want to plug your stuff and uh, say your goodbyes, all means. Yeah, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at underscore Mike Sullivan. Uh, you can follow our podcast Twitter at Bruin something. No G at the end, just brewing something. I saw her. Uh, I saw that mistake earlier today. Um, what, <laughs> yeah. What's her name? Gailey? Yeah, I think it's Gail. Gail. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. Well, you know, we're always putting up like you know, obviously Bruins related content. Uh, we're always putting up Twitter polls. Um, sharing our podcast up on that. So yeah, give us a follow. Shoot us a DM. I mean, on last week's episode, we we answered the uh, there was a, we got a DM from this guy, and the DM was who on the Bruins roster would eat the most hot dogs in the Nathan's hot dog <laughs> eating contest, <laughs> and uh, uh, my answer was Charlie McAvoy. I forget what Nick's answer was, but um, oh, I could one hundred percent see that, <laughs> right? But yeah, like yeah. those are the kinds of DMs that we're getting for some reason. Like that's uh, funny. No, that's fun though. Keeps it loose. Yeah. It keeps it loose. It's like the the previous episode we had. What three Bruins would you want to be stuck on a deserted island with? Like it's weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's wild. No, that's funny, especially it. like when it's. I mean, it's 
not technically the offseason. I know preseason right now, but you need questions like that to keep it loose and light and fun when, uh, you know, you're just kind of impatiently waiting for the start of the season. Right. Especially when there's really nothing else to even talk about. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I, I hope you keep that Twitch up too, because that's been a fun, f- when I see it on Twitter, I definitely, I, I click on the link. I follow along because yeah. I, I like watching stuff like that. I'm a big NHL guy myself. I was playing some before we hopped on. Um, hopefully there's that cross play this uh, NHL four. I think you said there was right. Yeah, I think it's it's not going to be initially released, but I think around the beginning of November they're going to uh, shoot it out to the people. So okay, good, it yeah. should be ready by the beginning of November. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll have to hop on that and get some games and create. Some oh games, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I, I like watching stuff like that. I'm a big NHL guy. I tell myself every year it's going to be different, but sometimes I just get so fucking mad and you know. <laughs> But we'll see. The game looks good this year, so I'm excited to watch that as well. Um, You do that alone, right? Is it just you? Uh, It it really depends. Sometimes I'll do if I'm playing hot, it'll just be me. Yeah. Um, You do like EASHL, whatever. Yeah, EASHL with my uh, my co-host on Something's Brewing, uh, Nick Melanson. We'll play. We'll play that, and our uh, our at on Twitch is actually as i pull it up here it is tumbling muffins jack edwards jack edwards (laughs) (laughs) okay i see that now i see that that's funny yeah 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 um no yeah that's been fun i miss playing the eashl league thing that show is so fun oh it's so hopefully with the cross play that that can happen as well and i can hop on your team yeah we'll make a little bng team (laughs) <laughs> yeah oh dude that'd be a blast create some yeah. content yeah. Um, all right buddy well i appreciate you hopping on man this was a lot of fun we went on for much longer than i thought we would so that's awesome <laughs> so, um but yeah man uh good luck saturday uh good luck with the podcast and all that i'm sure i'll be talking to you tomorrow on twitter and whatnot but uh i appreciate you hopping on my man yeah no problem man it was a ton of fun Thanks, bud. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that will do it for Only Bruins, episode five. We will see you guys actually later this week. I'll be releasing an episode later this week as well at the end, probably into the weekend. So stay tuned for that. But I appreciate you guys tuning in. We love you all. Stay cool. Peace. Peace.